0: You're listening to the Lucas Ask You Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only Lucas Ask You. Hello, worlds! Welcome to the Lucas Ask You Experience. With summer winding down, I know it can be a tough time as we all try to soak up the last summer memories before the fall season is upon us. This podcast won't necessarily change any of those feelings because I, unfortunately, can't make time go by any slower. However, this episode can hopefully be a slight diversion and bring a smile to your face. I'm talking this up quite a bit, but I am excited for our guest and our conversation today. And of course, a word from our latest LAE sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by TuneIn. Because sometimes your current employer wants to become a member of the LAE faithful. Now you may be asking yourself, what is TUNIN? Lucas, I didn't even know you had a day job outside of the pod. And if you're asking those questions, maybe I should do a better job of staying connected and updating you on my life. But TUNIN is a play, is my place of work and also a leader in the audio game. And with football season right upon us, I want, I want you to think back to a time you had to miss a football game because he couldn't watch it on TV. The year for me was 1997, and at that time, the only football I was fond of was the game played with three downs and 110 yard fields. Yes, I'm talking about the Canadian Football League and my team, the Calgary Stampeders, much to the chagrin of my family and friends who love the hometown Saskatchewan Roughriders. But in 1997, TV blackouts were a thing, and I remember the Western semifinal between the Stamps and the Roughriders. Unfortunately, it wasn't a sellout, and the game was blacked out in my area, and I had to wait until, the, until after the game for the local sports update, or worse, I had to wait for the next day of the issue of the Leader Post paper to come out to determine who won. That was an unfortunate day, and all because I couldn't watch the game. Good thing that never has to happen again, thanks to the wonderful platform known as TuneIn. TuneIn is your all-in-one audio app for live sports, news, music, and podcasts. And with TuneIn Premium, you can listen to live and on-demand coverage of every single game of the NFL season. And that's just the beginning. TuneIn also gives you access to every MLB, NBA, and NHL game, not to mention college football, local and national sports radio, and sports podcasts. And TuneIn doesn't just have sports. You also get 24-hour news from outlets like CNN, over 100 exclusive music channels, and all of your favorite podcasts, especially the Lucas Askew Experience, and the podcast of my guest for today's episode. That's a nice lead-in. Now, you, you can play you can play TuneIn from your phone, tablet, computer, or smart home device, so you can listen to the audio that matters to you anytime, anywhere. So download the free app today to experience TuneIn for yourself. But for a limited time, go to TuneIn.com slash dual threat to get TuneIn Premium for just $4.99 a month. That's 50% off for as, for as long as you're a member to take live sports, music, news, and podcasts wherever you go with TuneIn. Welcome back to the Luke Sasky Experience. As I continue my farewell tour, I promise new tricks and treats, and today we have quite a doozy. In my first crossover episode, I have a guest on the show who also has a burgeoning podcast of his own. Now, you'll also hear parts of this podcast on his podcast. So hopefully that gives him a little spike in his listening, and I hope he brings his loyal listeners to the LAE today to see what life is like as an LAE faithful member. He is a Temple University grad, which I just wanted to state at the beginning of this podcast. I actually am not going to mention it again, but I like uh, letting people know where they went to school. So without further ado, the host of the Styles Files, Mr. Alan Styles, welcome to the LAE podcast
1: hello Lucas yes thank you for having me on the show this is my first time you know uh kind of collabing on something other than my show so I'm kind of out of my comfort zone a little bit but that's what life is all about you know
0: getting out of that comfort zone and you were gracious enough to actually right. sit in the the second chair uh, today yeah, so how know, does that feel not being in the the control center
1: here? yeah no like I said uh you know I don't love it but uh you know we're working through it right now I'm just gonna continue to Power through, and maybe I'll get used to it by the end of the show.
0: You're sounding strong in that number two chair. Thank not, you. not to Thank say you. you don't sound strong here, but I think yeah. you're. You do a great job of hosting. I think you'll be a great guest, and I, I'm so glad that our schedules were finally able to align. Getting on your calendar is very, no, very difficult.
1: No, yeah, I look and you know as i talk about on the style files you know we get lunch and as everyone knows i love to eat so this may bleed into the lunchtime period but that's how important the lae is i'm willing to give up the freshness of when the top tier food gets delivered in order to serve your loyal listeners wow that is i
0: i'm i am completely honored you know. but if i get that uh, slack notification i will definitely be uh it up <laughs> so well Welcome to the pod. Uh, I have to say, this is uh, a long time coming since joining TuneIn. I heard about your your podcast right. and the, the growing nation um, of the Styles Files listeners. Yeah. So, so tell me, walk me through what what made you get in the podcast game?
1: It's interesting with everyone that does podcasts. I think everybody does it for you know different reasons. Mine is fairly simple. Nothing too, um, nothing too unique. I grew up you know was always the talker uh in you know middle school and also in high school I did the announcements um and it was just one of those things that kind of made sense and when things started popping up and everybody seemed to have one uh, I figured it was time for me to have one too and I think I saw a joke back in the uh a couple months back that was like you know you are in your late 20s early 30s what do you have and someone's like you know a 401k had all these different options and like the last one was like podcast and like everyone was cracking up and it's like fairly true to some degree um but that's the beauty of it you know it's like kind of a whole new frontier and everyone can kind of do it and promote it however you see fit and there's really no rules so uh it's it's pretty cool to and it's a platform i think a lot of people do it to help themselves. i don't think everybody is necessarily in it you know to try to get signed or whatever the case may be, like, sure, that would be cool. But I think a lot of people just like to um, get things off their chest. And when you, you know, even if you, there's one person that is not a family member that contacts you and is like, hey, I came across your podcast and I really like it, it's pretty darn cool, you know, and it lets you know that, you know, your gripe about um, something you that happens when you commute or whatever the case is, um, is warranted. And other people kind of feel the same way. So I think that, you know, in, in my life, I do a lot of different things. You know, I'm always running around, traveling, spending money that I shouldn't. So I figured I might as well tell people about these experiences.
0: I like it. And experiences are all, what the LAE, the Ask experience is all about, which is why I want you to share some of the, your experiences. But yes. um, I have to go back because I wrote this down when you mentioned it. During high school, you read the announcements. yes. Do you have an example of what uh, wow. those announcements would that be? That is,
1: that's throwback. But yeah, basically. Um,
0: so you're basically saying, uh, hello, Lucas, ask you, please report to the principal's office. Like that type no, of announcement? No, no, no,
1: no. Like it was a show. So after, after our break. Um, I think it was like third period or whatever the case was. Me and another guy and you, it would—they were voted. We were voted by our peers. Oh wow. uh, The whole school would oh, wow. vote most likely um,
0: to succeed. Alan Styles.
1: Yes. So we—it was a show. It was essentially a radio show where we would sit there. Someone would do like the news, you know, like um, because I went to a private school, so it was all boys. But across the street was all girls, so it would be like today closed campus, da 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 da, da like at lunch all this type of stuff, and then we would come in and we would talk about sports, and we would say, the football team plays da-da-da-da. And then we had little segments, but again, private Catholic school, so we had to be very careful and walk certain lines. Did we get in trouble? Um you you were blurring the lines as as we blurred the lines for sure. So it was like a mini it was like a mini radio show more so than like announcements. And people were having
0: to listen during that time?
1: Yeah, they would sit down for the first, I don't know, ten minutes of fourth period. And they would, you know, they would listen and then they would end and then classes would start, then I would me and my partner would go to class.
0: Wow. That A, you had a captive audience and B, you basically could talk about almost anything for 10 minutes and entertain folks
1: yeah yeah so it was that's kind of how it all started
0: so walk me through the, the styles files it's been been around now for over a year yes you, you hit the year marks so yes. congratulations what uh what have you learned over this time what's your favorite episode just w- what what are your thoughts of yeah. after doing it for a year Right. What's what's the future? I know I asked four questions, which is a, a terrible thing for a host to answer four questions right in a row, but I did anyways. But because I think you can handle it.
1: Yeah, no. Uh so I believe our last episode, not this episode coming out this week, but the last episode was a fortieth episode. Um started, yeah, like you said, over a year ago. What I've learned and it's funny because I, I'm lucky enough that uh, luck lucky is one of the words I would use among other things that I have friends that I do not have uh, you know like yes men as the term goes at all as friends uh they'll tell me when something's good they'll tell me when something is not so good and the biggest thing um that I have kind of learned from it is that people love guests it doesn't really matter who you have on like I've had on I've been lucky enough to have on you know like a writer from the Giants uh, former writer for the A's, who is now with uh, the Red Sox, and he and I met him because we both went to Temple University, so mentioning oh, Temple Oh, the Temple University, yeah, getting a shout-out again. Had to get it in. Julie McWilliams, shout-out, works for the Boston Globe now, writes for the Red Sox. So um, those have been kind of the episodes that I feel um, the most official on, you know, as far as okay I got this writer and then we can you know kind of push that out and everything is really really cool and like going in the right direction but other times you know I've had on I'm lucky enough you know my sister isn't really a slouch either my my little sister I have too. um you know she is Whoa,
0: so you're saying one sister is a slouch no, and the no, other one isn't she's no slouch. I don't want you to get in hot water neither but i
1: neither of them are but I'm saying you know everyone anyone can have a um a family member on their show I'm lucky enough that my little sister uh as a family member was er was a former uh miss san francisco is current miss concord and she does pageants uh she was you know um Not an extra. They gave her, you know, she had a title in Bumblebee, the the latest Transformers movie. She's been in Slack commercials, Apple commercials. With
0: Haley Steinfeld. Big fan of Haley Steinfeld. So I love, love a shout out there.
1: There you go. So, yeah. So it's been cool to have different people on the show, regardless of why I have them on. People just like hearing more than one person talk. Oh, absolutely. Even though, even with that being said... Most of my episodes are just me. Is it because you like to hear yourself talk? Yeah. Well, look, I I said my friends, they give me recommendations. I don't listen to all of them, right? You
0: shouldn't. Um, Take it with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. What have I learned? I've learned to take things with a grain of salt because, um, and I'm- not completely sure what if you have a core focus in your podcast, but I've found that there's situations. What you haven't
0: listened to every single episode of the LAE? I'm getting there. I'm getting uh, unbelievable. There. You know, okay,
1: you know uh, I got a lot to edit. Maybe online. a long weekend this weekend. There you go. Just Next uh, road trip. just turn it on. Next yeah. road trip. Perfect. Um, but I found that when I because my podcast is basically life experiences, different you know lists that I've created, and then the sports side of things. So I've found that. When I go to sports, to sport, sportsy, if you will, I'll have people hop in and say, hey, like, you know, a lot of sports this this week, to be honest, you know, I watch sports Center. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily need to hear from you about that. I'm like, fair other days. And also, it's kind of indicative of my life. Like if I'm saving money and I'm not doing anything, sometimes the stories aren't that exciting it's like i did laundry this weekend you know so i got to talk about more sports then other times where i um talk about a bunch of stuff and i don't talk about sports i'll have people come up to me which clearly they're not um hardcore sports fans but they'll be like hey alan there weren't that much sports like you're kind of how i use my update and i'm like well you clearly don't care care about sports if you're using me for your update exactly but you're just never gonna make everyone happy so you're just trying to balance and right, th- right
0: the tough part there is you're, you're trying to balance it so much that are you trying to do too much versus having right. a core user base that exactly. is coming for one particular exactly thing.
1: and i don't feel you know and i don't uh have an issue i had a uh, a listener come up to me who i play basketball with and you know he said yeah i mean i'll listen to to when you tell your stories and stuff because that's funny and then when you get into sports uh and, and they're mostly Bay Area sports he's not from the area so he turns it off there's nothing wrong with that you know you don't need to listen to every single minute for me to appreciate the support if you don't like the Warriors the Giants or the Raiders you just have to listen long
0: enough that we can register it as a listen for our yeah, metrics that all, that's yeah, really all, all that I
1: matters need
0: Open up the app. Click on listen. That's all I need. More than five seconds. We're good.
1: That's all I need. I've learned that, you know, it's good to have friends and peers that are listening and support. But you also have to take what they say with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, until they sit there and they do a podcast, you know, you got to go off yourself.
0: It is so easy for... The, the backseat driver, the backseat podcaster to say, Oh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Right. You get in a studio. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, tough. Yeah. It, and especially, I give you props for a lot of the times you're having conversations with yourself uh, for tw- the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. There you go. But uh, yeah, I, I've been there listening. Don't worry. Um, but I learned after episode one when I did a amazing monologue on dating. It was tough. Like, I'm I'm no Colin Coward. I, I can't. Yeah, I need people. I, I need, people. I need banter.
1: Right. There are kind of um, weeks where you're like, okay, do, do I do a, an episode this week just to do it even though my content isn't great? I've been busy at work. Or do I just eat it, not do it? And I've had to it, – it's interesting because you'll talk to a guy like Fonseca who is a legend in like the radio game he's like just put it out there just put it out there and it's like but I'm not really talking about anything what is better I don't know I'm still learning you know
0: which which have you normally gone towards because I, I think I in for me it's when I don't have something I don't post it right. I sometimes wait multiple weeks in order to get the, the content rich but right. you risk losing the audience and especially the audience of today's listener and user they move on to the next. Like, right. if you're it's not so in their quick. feed, they forget about you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think that most of the time, unless it's like, because that's why I say 20 to 60 minutes, that's a large, That's a big difference. So that's why I say that, because if, if I can get 20 minutes that is good content, maybe I don't have enough for... 60 minutes of that type of content. But even if I can get 20, I would still try to put it out. Now it might, sometimes I'll have more bells and whistles, you know, like effects and things like that. And since, you know, when you sit and you know all about editing it, um, it might be a little dry in that category. Like I'm just running it and you're just you're just trying to push it out. Yeah. But I do tend to err on the side of the guys like Fonseca saying, just get something out. So it's really been like kind of a balancing act, figuring all that out.
0: Got it. Okay. And kudos. You answered all four of my questions that I answered or asked in, Look, like in the you said, Like you said. Like you said. You were able to, to rattle it I off in talk. a coherent I, no, manner.
1: Yeah. Uh, people can say a lot of things about me. Not being able to talk will never be one of them.
0: Now I can see why you were chosen by your peers to uh, make the announcements. There you go. There I, I would have been entertained. There you go. And uh, Fonseca, for, for those fans that I, I, I've never mentioned Fonseca, Aaron Fonseca is our producer that kind of yeah. makes this magic happen. So thank you again, Aaron Fonseca, for everything that you do and also everything that you don't do. Um, that is also appreciated.
1: <laughs> yes. And listen to his podcast, too, Your Nerd Side. Wow. Yeah.
0: Great shout out there. Yeah. Ho-
1: if you like Marvel and Comic-Con stuff, he's your guy.
0: And really just a, a kid... Not even a kid at heart. He is just a, a big kid.
1: Walking around the office. So. Yeah,
0: at all yeah. times. I, I think he will be a kid for his entire <laughs> life.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, man.
0: So, transitioning, this would be the time of the podcast where your users would click off because we're going to talk sports. Yes. Uh, so Some users. Some users. Yeah, not all not all of them. So, the, the ones that you've brought over here, they can uh, they can retreat and uh, yes. go about their day. But for the fo- folks that want to get down and, and into the nitty-gritty of sports, we're, the place that I want to start is Clemson, South Carolina, because go. I'm I've, uh, obviously, I'm a big Styles Files listener. Listen to your last episode, and you were talking about college football. College right. football's coming up, and obviously that's uh, in my wheelhouse, working at Tennessee, working at Arkansas, working right. at West Virginia. Last week, I, I heard you debate about uh, whether Clemson, the, the run that Clemson is on, is good for college football. Let me just start by saying, you better believe it is. I, I have to vehemently disagree with your take on this uh, so i'm glad we have the chance to banter here right. because clemson is not only good for college football they are great for college football and as an sec guy that right. pains me beyond belief because i still believe the sec is the best conference right and obviously the clemson is the acc but clemson tremendous story number one they are the start of a new blue chip program people love following your your alabamas your ohio states your texas the world um but obviously, the, these programs have very rich traditions. It's tough to, to make your way in there. But Clemson, they've they've done it through like overhauling their facilities, having a lot of donor money. Consistent coaching staff. Brent Venables uh, is mentioned every time, the defensive coordinator. I don't think he'll ever leave. That's what I was going to say. When is he going to leave? I have no idea because Brent Venables... Also, Kirk Herbstreit's favorite defensive coordinator of all time. Loves mentioning Venables. He gets paid well. Right. Multiple millions of dollars. Doesn't feel he needs a head coaching job. Like, And this leads into my number two point because the head coach, Dabo Sweeney, has just built something, this culture that people love playing for him. He's a, a player's coach. He's also a coach's coach. Right. He's an athletic director's coach. He's everybody's coach. And that... Especially in the world of Nick Saban, he's the antithesis of like this hard nosed guy, mm-hmm. uh, but still like asks a lot from his players. And I think third of why I think Clemson's great for college football, they provide an actual rivalry because people love rivalries mm-hmm. in sports. You you have your Yankees, Sox, your Tar Heels, Blue Devils, but you need that strong other side. And, and Alabama had just been rolling through college football for years. Now they've got a a, a another team, another program that might be better than them, but at least on that on par. Um, so, yes, it gets a little bit boring that you're watching Alabama-Clemson every year in the national championship, but I think Clemson is great for college football. They're the, a new upstart that can build a program. I'd love to, uh, love to hear your, your, your thoughts.
1: Well, first of all, there's a lot to unpack here uh with everything you said so i'm probably not going to remember all of it but i'm just going to kind of go just just
0: spitball just 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 kind of
1: go as the wind blows right so yeah you're right last week on my episode i said i didn't think that they were good for college football and the question is this what does that even mean good for who right i'm talking about like and like i said i grew up they're, everybody has those colleges that they like for no reason, whether they're, it's the colors, whether it's a player. Clemson is one of those schools for me. For I really loved Orange when I was a kid, so I loved Clemson, Syracuse, all those schools. No connection to any of them, right? So Tennessee, let
0: me, volunteers?
1: Tennessee, love uh, Tennessee. Okay, You know what I mean? I still root, I root for all these schools now for absolutely no reason. No reason. So let me preface everything that I said, you know, by starting with that. Um, I would liken... And obviously there isn't, I guess if you look at Tua and Sunshine, it's kind of close to star power in college football. It's as close as you're going to get. But it's kind of like when this past run that we just saw with the Warriors and the Cavs, right? The first time the Warriors and the Cavs played, which is like the first time uh, Clemson and Alabama played, right? You had Deshaun, and they lost. Clemson lost that year, right? So you had Deshaun, who was kind of like the Steph Curry, like the, the the new the new guy. Then Alabama is just LeBron in general, just the whole team is just LeBron. And it was like, cool, this is cool, this is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reverse, right? Because the next year, that's when Deshaun came back and won. Um, Thanks to
0: Hunter Renfro. Hunter the, Renfro. Uh... New Oakland Raider. Uh, really? Oakland Raider fan, yes.
1: Wow. Uh, Oakland Raider so the even though it's reverse it was kind of the same thing Clemson was this upstart situation right and the same but everything remains the same in the NBA people Steph and that crew especially once they got KD they were no longer uh, even the even the year that they lost a 3-1 they were no longer the upstart because they had this great season that's what I'm seeing here with Clemson Alabama the, the Warriors and the Cavs were never really a rivalry. They just kept on playing each other in championships. Okay, so you're Clemson, saying this is more
0: manufactured yeah, rivalry.
1: Because they just keep playing each other. Clemson, Alabama, the only connection, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Dabo went to Alabama. He did. There's no other real connection. Like we talked about in the office, put Clemson in the, ACC, or in the SEC, completely different story. But as it stands now, cool, man. You know, Clemson runs through their – ACC conference, uh, Bama loses probably to Georgia in the regular season, doesn't matter because they beat them when it matters, exactly. And then they play each other in the championship. And if you're not connected to Clemson and if you're not connected to Alabama, you don't care, that's what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, although Alabama's are always there, Alabama evokes emotion, like I just like I want Clemson to win and all those teams. Alabama is a team I always want to lose. And you're either on that side of the so, fence or like, you care about like sports. Like the
0: Duke Blue Devils, like the Yankees. Sure. Em- but you emotions. the
1: teams that they play, right, those come in and out. And nobody cares. Like, Clemson won the first time. Cool. Now they won a second time. Awesome. But people aren't like – they don't evoke that emotion if you're not connected to them. I just think that – it's better when it's the Blue Bloods, if it was Alabama-Notre Dame, if it was Alabama-Texas, Alabama-Oklahoma. That evokes emotion, even for people in California and Washington that don't care. Nobody cares about Clemson. So,
0: is it is it going to take Clemson kind of rolling through for the next decade? Like I mentioned, they are an up-and-coming blue-chip program. Yes, I would so say like, yes. But I would say— Consistency,
1: but right now. I would say the consistency helps, and obviously the other side of it. Alabama has to fall off. You cannot keep playing Alabama or people are just going to be tired of it. So I think if Alabama, if they ever cool off, even if Georgia can, you know, figure it out and Clemson beats some different teams and now Clemson is the new Alabama, then you have a whole generation of kids that grew up just like we Can't remember when the Patriots weren't good, right? Now you have a generation of kids. You have a generation of kids right now that can't remember when Alabama wasn't good. Now you have a generation of. At that point, you would have a generation of kids that never knew Clemson wasn't good, and now they 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 have connections to Clemson for no reason besides them being good. And now they're a villain. They're just nothing at this point. They're just in the middle. That's why I don't think it's not. And it's not even a dig on Clemson. I just think this situation is not good for college football of like they have what was it better than an 80 percent chance to win every game and like
0: 88 percent chance of winning their conference this season and Alabama this is ACC this is not chopped liver
1: right and then Alabama on the other hand they could lose two one
0: one maybe two games yeah
1: but the, definitely, the won. good thing definitely with them,
0: they they can lose one. It doesn't even matter with the, the right. Playoff. They, they will be in the top four. Lose, they could definitely lose one,
1: and some of it is what. And this is what another thing we talked about in the office is what have you done for me lately? Out here, out west, okay, the Cow Bears, okay, in Berkeley, they could go twelve and 0, 16 and zero, and they're not in the top four. You know what I mean? So what what are we doing? It's Justin
0: it's, Wilcox will have his. They are one of the best defensive teams in the right. nation this season. What are we doing? Underrated.
1: It's it's getting to the point where it's getting um, eerily close to prior to the playoff, where it's like now Clemson. Clemson always has a bad loss. They always have one bad loss to Boston College or something, right? And I, you know, Boston Pitt, College Pittsburgh on a last Pittsburgh, minute field goal. Right, right. Someone gets hurt. It's raining on like a like a the random uh, Thursday night game. They're gonna lose a game, but now it doesn't matter. Three years ago, four years ago, they would be done. Exactly. So that's kind of interesting to me, especially when you look at the – if you see that and you're on that college playoff committee, 88 percent, anything less than quarterback – and I don't even care about the quarterback. Anything less than 88 percent, if you lose a game, you should be out. You should be out.
0: It is is interesting. The creation of the playoff was supposed to create more parity and building that up. It might have done the opposite, where you right. were giving these like top tier programs a chance to to slip up once. Right, Alabama is not going to lose twice in a season. No. That just doesn't happen. No. So you're basically giving them a bogey that they can just take whenever, right. as long as it's not the college football playoff semifinal, and then we'll we'll get their way in. They'll it, get it, their way in, man. It is it is it is interesting. I I still we I still, We've, yeah, I, I still root the same thing for. Four rivalries. Obviously, I'm a big proponent. I would love Georgia to kind of come into the conversation and have a a third team to challenge. I think when you look back at the the 90s and early 2000s, what you had, like Miami and Notre Dame had a rivalry, but it was a rivalry for a a couple years. They played each year in a bowl game, and then it kind of dissipated. Right Right now, it feels like this Alabama haze is just holding on college football for the better part of a decade. And it agreed i think also they until last season they had played an ugly brand of football like they, they they were not a great offensive team obviously tua has changed that significantly and now they they pass and throw right. uh and 50 points a game but before then they played a very ugly style run first run second run third and win tw- 20 to 3 because they would also have a, a lethal defense so right. i think that also plays into why I don't want to see them in the championship as much.
1: Right. And I think that, you know, to your point, if Clemson can sustain this, sure, people will probably start to care more. But I I think that, again, and to reference LeBron, I think the reason that, you know, Alabama and LeBron, I think the reason that this doesn't feel like a rivalry is because the Alabama's always there. So it's like, OK, right now, Clemson's like the hot kids on the block. Alabama's always there no matter what. That's why it didn't really feel like a rivalry with, it kind of did because Warriors blew the 3 1 lead, but it didn't feel like a rivalry at the beginning because LeBron was always playing someone else. He was in the finals every year. So Alabama's always there. So it's like, who am I playing this year? That doesn't feel like a rivalry. You know, a couple years, like, it would be good, like, if Clemson, I'll tell you what would be good for college football if Clemson makes it and Alabama doesn't. Yeah. But I don't think anybody wants to see Clemson and Alabama play again, unless you just really love college football and you're like, these are the two best teams. Sure. But I think that for college football, for the, you know, um, more the casual watcher. Would you I think consider
0: that... yourself more of a casual watcher?
1: No, because I'll watch. I'll watch. But I have the mindset of a casual watcher. Or
0: listener, thanks to tuning. Yes, thanks
1: to tune in. Um I was going to say listen like you mean it, but that's the old one. I don't even know what the new one is, but – uh, you can still listen like you mean it, whatever that means. Um, so I just think that it, right now, like you cannot have the same thing again. And it probably will be the same thing again. You know what to, uh, leave uh, now, uh, his Sunshine, brother.
0: Oh yeah. Tre- Trevor Lawrence.
1: He ain't going nowhere for, he's got what, that was his red shirt freshman year. Right.
0: Yeah. Did, did you hear the report though? The XFL is, uh, is throwing upwards of. 15 to 30 million dollars for one season for him to play before he goes pro the nfl
1: i would do that in a heartbeat i would do that risk in getting injured you have to play at, are you gonna sit out at clemson
0: no you'd play at clemson for quote-unquote for free. for free
1: for free but i'm doing that
0: you would you would do that
1: i the only way i would not do that is if i was gonna
0: sit you out are at you are a gambler alan you like to uh, roll the dice
1: you want to gamble for nothing or gamble for gamble for money what for guaranteed money, that's true. It's a gamble either way.
0: You know, it's, it's a little a stigma of the XFL though. Do you want that on your on your resume?
1: Personally, when I based on me checking my bank out this morning, I don't care about a stigma. But you know, what do I know?
0: You just want the the millions rolling in. I
1: just want the millions rolling in because I'm I would be sacrificing my body for for and I know okay, you know we're not going to go down this rabbit hole of scholarships all that good stuff sure. It ain't $15 million. That's all I know. So me, I would play. I hadn't heard that. Okay. But I would definitely play.
0: You heard it here first. Alan Stiles would take the money instead of returning to uh, bring another championship to Clemson. Yeah.
1: You play your season. You get paid. You go to the NFL. And now you get to say even uh, maybe not for Trevor Lawrence because he's going to be the number 1 pick when exactly. he goes exactly yeah, where, sure, where you would
0: be getting maybe your 50 million dollar contract that next season If you're a top
1: even if if I was a top I don't I don't I I don't know the the numbers for the top 10 picks but if I was anything past top 5 I and I could make at least 2 million I'm doing it
0: Have you ever been to Clemson South Carolina? No. It is beautiful. So if you if you want to leave that would be uh, a beautiful your, bank your, account. Euphoric it, state. You know what of, else is
1: Being able to buy whatever you want.
0: But you you can run the day. You don't have to. Uh, all your meals and, and bar tabs are picked up in Clemson, South Carolina. What's better than that? Uh, Being a king in a, a college town. Sure,
1: I I agree with that. I I might. And I look look as someone who never got to the playoffs when I played. You know, when I played baseball in college, I would. It would be awesome. But the fact that he won a national championship, he's just going to be sitting in the national championship every year, right? It's not like it's it's not like it's hard to get to. He already won one, okay? He lost his last one. Sure, you do your little revenge tour this year. No, no. He yeah. Yeah. Last was his th- sure. o- his only first yeah. year. So you you play again, all you can do is win again or lose. If you lose, you do your little revenge tour, win I, and leave.
0: I think more more importantly, he needs to turn pro as soon as possible, so he can have an agent, so that they can sign him for Remember the Titans too. Yes, like he yes. is now the new sunshine. He really
1: is. He re- now that was based on a true story, so you know that might get a little dicey. But I, I, I see where you're going.
0: We're Maybe going. if the XFL strikes out with Trevor Lawrence, they can uh, call the Styles files. And you know, uh, uh, you know, you'd be willing to do a, a hometown discount. To
1: switch gears here. You know, it's been a while since I stopped being salty about not getting drafted after. Uh, my senior year in, or b- senior or junior year in college baseball. It's been a while since I've been salty. After watching the Orioles, I think I could still play. I wow! Mean, it is brutal. It is brutal. Like you got to clear that whole thing out. That's just a sidebar because the it feels like the Yankees play them every day and just pummel them every single day. And I'm just like, what is the plan here? What is the plan? That's sidebar. So yes, I'm all about the money.
0: Okay. Wow. All about the money, yes. Allen Styles. So we'll uh the the dinner the lunch bell is uh, is about to ring. So we're we're going to get you out here on uh my favorite question and all my shows like this, all yes. my guests. What would be the one piece of advice that you would give the LAE faithful listening today?
1: I mean, it's going to sound super cliche and super corny, but just It doesn't you know, have
0: to. You you can say whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, just do whatever it is that makes you happy and do what you want to do. You know, don't let anybody – and success. I would also say success is based on what you believe success is, right? Success, if you're doing podcasts, success isn't X amount of listeners. Success isn't X amount of likes on a post. Success is what you believe and what you deem to be success. So whether that's in your 9 to 5, you know, um, whether that's in your hobby, whether that's in pickup basketball, success – is whatever you believe success is for you. And don't compare what you're doing to anybody else. And I know it's super tough in this age of social media. I am very uh, guilty of doing that myself. But you know, success is just based on what you believe it is and just do whatever it is that makes you happy because we only got one life.
0: What a way to end it right there you just pulling at heartstrings
1: alan you know that's what south files does
0: i I love it i love it thank you again for uh for taking the time out of your busy schedule coming on board and hopefully uh hopefully next time i can actually sit in your chair uh and we can do flip-flop rolls i I know part of this is going to be on on your podcast um but again I'm, i'm not uh I, I realize I I didn't actually get an official invite to the Styles Files, but that that's fine. Maybe we'll we'll continue to work work on you Look, a little bit there.
1: I t- I need guests. You know we're exactly gonna, we're gonna get you, you in filler time. The one you're the one. You know you're traveling everywhere for your day job. Look, I'm in operations. I don't leave. I'm at the same spot. Every you have to keep day, the lights on. Somebody you know? has to do that. So oh my gosh. we we appreciate. Uh, but I'm definitely all of your gonna work. have you on the Styles Files. You know, again, thank you for having me on. You know, for everybody listening. Obviously, if you get to the Styles Files, this newest episode will have other things, but when you get to this part, you can skip like a lot of people do for other segments.
0: Exactly. So you can listen to Styles Files on TuneIn and everywhere else you get your podcast. TuneIn
1: and iTunes. Those are the two main spots okay. uh where we're rocking right now. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, with uh with that, we'll uh we'll wrap it up. Thank you Alan for uh, coming on board. Thank of you for tuning for uh, sponsoring uh, today's Thank podcast. You, TuneIn. So take care, talk soon, and God
1: bless. Uh, There we go.